Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And we're joined again today uh, by our friend Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. Thank you for having me. And we're here to talk about a new film that landed on uh, Netflix, I think it was last week. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called The Mitchells versus The Machines. Um, it's, a, it's a new animated film. It's um, co-written and then uh, directed by uh, Mike Rianda. And it has a whole host of kind of well-known um, names in here. You've got Danny McBride, Maya Rudolph, Olivia Coleman, uh, among others. Anyway, it's about the Mitchells, their family. And they live out east. And um, <laughs> the movie's kind of told from the perspective of Katie Mitchell, who has um, been accepted to a film school in California. And so her family uh, decides to take her out there by car and sort of try and bond on like a little road trip. And along the way, this organization called PAL, which is a sort of a sort of a, initially like a Siri assistant, mm-hmm. um, introduces like robots, physical robot assistants, and they turn evil and start sort of like a robot apocalypse. <laughs> and so it's all about the Mitchells versus the machines. Yes. So, um, Ryan, <laughs> what did you think of this? Um, I found this movie to be just a, a wonderful surprise. Um, I, I saw, you know, teasers about it here and there. I know it got pushed back originally. I think it was supposed to be scheduled to come out last fall. Um, but due to COVID, I, it got pushed back. Sony then also gave the, um, distributing rights over to Netflix, um, Sony animation. Um, and so I just, I, I heard about it, but didn't really look much into it. And it just kind of came out. And then I started hearing all these good things. Um, about it from uh, critics that I follow on Twitter. And so I thought, well, why not give it a shot? And uh, it, it was just a, a wonderful little movie. Um, there's so much packed into it um, that I've, I've watched it a couple of times, one, because I've enjoyed it, but also because a lot of these jokes fly so fast that um, I was laughing and I would miss another joke <laughs> because that's just kind of uh, the speed of which um, uh, a Lord and Miller production kind of goes um, they've done Cloudy the Chance Meatballs, um, 21 Jump Street Lego movie. Um, and so they're very well known for kind of rapid, fast jokes. This was Mike Rianda's uh, first feature film, which is really neat to see. Um, and he did an excellent job. Along from the colorful animation to the kind of heartwarming uh, family story between a, a father and a daughter trying to connect, also with the little, um, you know, satire and also uh, commentary on critiquing on uh, technology was was fun to to see and of course we had uh, Olivia Coleman as an AI an evil AI which was <laughs> i thought pretty brilliant so yeah it was just a just a wonderful little film that i i really enjoyed watching yeah i enjoyed it too um it is a lot of fun it is very fast paced um almost if i'm going to fault it for anything it would be and i'd hate to sound like an old man here. But, um, it was a little too fast paced for me. And I, and I know maybe, you know, rewatching it several times, maybe you'll, you'll get everything, but mm-hmm. yeah, it just felt frenetic and maybe a little schizophrenic at times. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm more inclined to like a, a movie like soul from last year, which I think, um, is a, you know, a little mellower pace, um, mm-hmm. but still had a lot of, you know, meaning and humor and fun to it. Um, I think, you know, this one is, is different in its style for sure. And 
Um, it's eye popping. Uh, the the animation is really really great. I love I loved some of the the mixture of what seems to be computer animation and it, it at least looks like hand drawn animation sometimes with like the little flourishes around things. Um, so I, I really liked the look of the movie, um, and it really has its heart in the right place. Um, the messages were great. You know, um, this family, they're kind of weird. They talk about how weird they are. Um, the kind of outcasts, the daughter particularly feels like an outcast. Um, so I, I like that it kind of celebrates, um, you know, being different and creativity because she's a film student and she wants to make these crazy movies. And I'm, I'm glad that she's the hero of the movie. So there's a lot of positive things. Um, and, and I laughed. Um, I think, you know, not all the jokes... I think landed, but a lot of them did. I, I, I laughed heartily at least once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was one particular time I, I laughed quite quite a bit. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned um, the frenetic pacing of it. I thought to myself at one point I, that this was sort of a an animated film for like ADHD generation. <laughs> um, now, what's interesting though to contrast with that, I mean, there's a particular, at least one scene that where they they specifically make a point about how we're like, we're addicted to our, our technology and our cell phones, mm-hmm. and and so that and and you know we can't just kind of stop and breathe and talk together. Yeah. So I like that, um, but no, overall, I like this movie. It was uh, sort of, I think, you know, Ryan referred to it earlier as like a surprise. And I have to say, like, um, I did not know this was coming. And all of a sudden, like a week ago, people I follow on Twitter were talking this movie up. And it's interesting. Um, one of the reasons I asked Ryan to join us today is because it wasn't until Ryan mentioned something on Twitter about it positively. <laughs> that I was like, OK, all right, let's, I'll give this one a, a try. Um, and I'm glad I did because it was... Um, yeah, it has, a, you know, this it sounds kind of lame, but I mean, it has a lot of heart, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm curious to know, like, if this in, in different times, if this had gotten a theatrical release, I, th- I feel like it would have just been big or it should have been big. I mean, because it's um, I don't know. It has all the ingredients. It's not a particularly, you know, um, surprising film. You know, I mean, it's a new film, so we're not going to do like big spoilers or anything. But I mean, I have to say it, it has. It has some familiar beats to it, but I think kind of that's why this film works or why people I think like it is because, you know, it's, um, it's sort of comforting in its familiarity, yet it still feels fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, my, uh, tweet about how much I enjoyed this movie kind of helped push you guys to, to watch it. Um, but I, I really enjoyed, uh, what Ashley mentioned earlier as well with how it, um, it's animated, but yet there are moments where it kind of uses like kind of sketch type, um, drawings for like expressions and stuff throughout the film. Um, they did that. Sony animation did Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse a couple years ago. Um, they did the same kind of, style um with that that was a lot more heavy on it uh, this was a little bit more um i would say calm in areas but it, it kind of has the same kind of texture to it and layer which was really neat to see um it, I, i'm really happy to see that sony animations is is doing well because you know um they've done a you know they've come a long way from um 
the emoji movie (laughs) and um, have kind of written up uh, to show that they can make uh, great animated films. But um, the voice cast uh, uh, really surprised me. I mean, Danny Danny McBride, who plays the dad, he just did a a wonderful job there um, playing this this dad that's kind of, you know, he wants, he likes um, screwdrivers, he likes, you know, um, fishing and kind of, old timey things. And then his daughter, Katie, who's voiced by Abby Jacobson. Um, she's a broad city, um, well known for that. And she really kind of gets into Katie's weirdness. I really connected with Katie, um, especially with like her love for movies, um, and how it's kind of helped get her through, um, you know, uh, life, um, how she's always going back to it. So that was a lot of fun to see. Um, it, yeah, it does take a lot of familiar paths, um, with, uh, family and, and um, uh, kind of uh, like a, a bonding kind of heartwarming message in a way, but I don't feel like it goes to the point of like cliche. It stays very much in a very fresh perspective. Um, and I thought they did a really good job in the writing there. Um, the fast pacedness did kind of throw me off at first. Uh, the be- beginning of the movie was really, it, it really is like kind of um, ADHD at one point. Um, but I, I kind of knew it going into it a little bit that, um, a Lord and Miller production is going to be pretty fast. Um, and then you get, you get kind of used to it after a while. Um, but I think that maybe could be playing a bit to maybe a small point of like how, how much everything is going on at technology, how fast we're always, you know, constantly looking at stuff, uploading stuff. Maybe they kind of use that model in a way to kind of layer in throughout the film possibly. Um, but yeah, there's just all kinds of uh, little things throughout this. Um, movie that are just a lot of fun um, that I've that I've enjoyed uh, kind of picking apart at and, and seeing. So it's just a yeah, just a, a great animated film. Yeah, I like yeah. the I like the way that they they wove in some of the or some social commentary into the story. Um, I, I liked the um, there's another family who seems to be perfect. And they're, they're, you know, if you just followed them on social media, they would appear to be perfect. Um, so, you know, just stuff like that, I thought was, was very smart. Um, yeah. So there's a couple things I just wanted to point out and this, this, these ultimately don't take away from the movie, but I noticed them and I, they seem kind of odd. Mm-hmm. And I know Ryan, you've watched this, I think you said a couple times, so mm-hmm. you might've, maybe I picked up wrongly on, on this, but um, there's one sort of mildly anachronistic thing, and this is earlier on in the film when it's things are normal and it's just showing the family life. But so, um, the main character, she has a younger brother and he's really in dinosaurs, right? And so there's this really brief moment where you see him like, and he's got this phone book open and he's dialing, yeah. um, like on a, on a landline, he's dialing people's numbers he's picking out from the phone book and asking them something about dinosaurs and then hanging up. And I just thought to myself, and this is, I think, before I noticed any kind of cell phone technology in the movie. And I'm like, when is this movie taking place? Like, who, who has, ain't no phone books out there anymore. Like, you know, this is, I don't know of any place that does phone books anymore, but maybe, maybe there are. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems sort of, like I said, anachronistic. And then the other point, and this is maybe where I, oh, there's two more points. Sorry. Okay. So when we go to the scene, there's a scene in, in, at the PAL headquarters, which is in California. Where they, you know, unveil these new robots assistants and then they go crazy and, and start destroying more, you know, things and, and trapping people and, and the robot apocalypse begins. 
it's nighttime there. Mm -hmm. And then out east, where the family, the Mitchells are at, it's daylight. And I was like, how... How can it be night in, in California, but <laughs> but daylight out east? Um, that that kind of caught me off guard. And then the only other minor thing, and again, none of this really, none of this impacts the story. I just noticed this. The other other thing I noticed was, you know, I was unclear, and I actually tried to look it up before we recorded, and I wasn't couldn't find anything. But I was unclear where the Mitchells lived. It's like I knew they were going to California, but I don't know. Ryan, did you pick up at all where they lived at? I just kind of took it there either somewhere out in the, the Midwest area, maybe more East. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of didn't really say some suburb somewhere, somewhere in the United States that they were traveling cross country. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't too sure on that. I, I didn't pick up on the, um, mm-hmm. the daylight and nighttime thing um, uh, scene, probably because I was laughing at mm-hmm. the, the Aaron's uh, uh, sentence back to Katie when she asked him if, um, if he could pay for this, he's like, or if he has a credit card, he's like, no, I'm just a kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, landline though with Aaron, that might be our small reference to, we know Rick does not like technology at all. Mm-hmm. He's like old school. Like he doesn't have a cell phone. He doesn't use a computer. Um, when he types in YouTube towards the end, he, instead of typing a <laughs> dot, he types it, he types out the word dot. <laughs> um, when he's typing in the website. So that might've been a small hint towards, I guess maybe Rick still has a bunch of old technology in the house that he hasn't gotten rid of because it's not as flashy in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe that might help there. Um, But yeah, the inconsistency with the, um, the nighttime daytime thing I, I didn't pick up on, but I I do remember that now that think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like a sunset where they're Katie and Aaron are sitting and then it was nighttime over in California. (laughs) headquarters. Um, Fun thing with, Pal, I don't know if you guys caught on to this, but it is a small reference to Hal from 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, uh, yeah. With, and they even have the little red icon in the top right-hand corner of their right. black screens. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah so they kind of played into yeah. a little bit too. That, that was fun. <laughs> well, so my, my third finicky thing... <laughs> And why I was wanting to know where they're coming from. I know it's at least out Midwest or out East, like Ryan said. But so that when they when they start leaving on their road trip, there's this montage of, of photos of, of their trip. Right. Mm-hmm. And like one of them, at least, is like like kind of a canyon area. And I'm like, oh, wow, they're, like they're in Arizona or something like that. And remember, they're traveling east to west. Mm-hmm. So after you see like this canyon photo and that kind of, you know, topography, then they're in St. Louis. Mm. And I'm like, oh hey! At first, I was like, oh hey, oh St. Louis, because St. Louis is one of my favorite cities. And <laughs> and then I'm like, where the heck were they at east of there, <laughs> where they were in that terrain? And and again, I'm not a expert on geography everywhere in the United States, but I just thought to myself, that's that's a little weird. Um, I did pick up on that one. That was a small inconsistency. <laughs> inconsistency that I saw that they were kind of jumping all over the place. Yeah. Um, I did notice though, when Katie, she, so they have a, a dog, um, um, Banshee, um, who's a pug. Um, funny enough, they actually got Doug the pug, the uh, social media celebrity dog to do all of his sounds, like his barking <laughs> and his snorting and stuff Oh wow! for the movie, which was, uh, was kind of funny. Um, when Katie does a little, uh, bit where she has, uh, Manchi lick, uh, Rick in the face, I did notice that they showed 
um, because she's shooting it on a camcorder. And so the battery life when they did one of the montage scenes was low and then went back to high. (laughs) So they kind of did it out of order. Hmm. Uh, And I I don't, I think they should probably just, because they're just kind of just showing this like a a series of just him getting licked. Mm -hmm. I don't think they really cared of what order it was, but it was battery life was low at one point and then went back to high. So it showed that she obviously shot that in a different, you know, in a uh, different times. Um, So, yeah, yeah. Uh, they might have just maybe thrown the um, montage of them traveling cross country just kind of out of order because it doesn't. Maybe they were thinking of it's a dysfunctional family, so it, you know it's it's going to be a mess wherever they go. Yeah, <laughs> style. That I, I still think it it kind it works. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the moments I just laughed out loud was the while they were on their road trip and it has to do with a, a donkey, yeah. which I felt bad for it. But that's all I'll say. But that, that, that scene really made me laugh. Yes. That's the one that got me too. Yeah. Um, so now again, you know, this is really enjoyable and it's weird. I saw somebody um, actually on Twitter remark how this is a movie they would really like to own, like, you know, physically buy. And then they're kind of sad because they don't think it will because it's a Netflix movie now. And very few Netflix movies actually get, a physical release, although I'm seeing more of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really recommend this. I mean, I think it's a good family movie mm-hmm. and, and um, it's just, a, you know, it's a, it's just enjoyable. Yeah. Despite the day for night. <laughs> <laughs> um, and before we get to scores, um, I'll just mention, you know, Ryan has a website that he reviews films on and occasionally music. It's uh Ryan Arnold reviews.weebly.com. He's also on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle, Ryan? Um, my Twitter handle is Arnold underscore at movies. Follow me there. Awesome. Yeah, I recommend it. Um, so it is score time. And so out of 10, um, Ashley, what do you give this? I will give it an 8 out of 10. All right. Um, I'll give it an 8 out of 10 as well. Uh, what do you give it, Ryan? go up uh, one higher than you and, and I would give it a, a nine out of 10. Um, yeah, it was a good surprise film. Nice. So our score is an 8.3. Um, it is on the tomato meter. It has a critic score certified fresh 98% and an audience score of 90%. So it's good to see people are enjoying this. Yes. Uh, and Ryan, thanks uh, as, as always for joining us and, um, just sort of a sneak preview. You'll hear from Ryan again later this month when he joins us for another edition of our Criterion series. So yes. uh, stay tuned. Anyway, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.